All right, welcome to uh, Dating in San Francisco, a post-apocalyptic hellscape. These are your hosts, Katie and Danny. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> so to set the scene, we just got back from brunch, mm-hmm. classic. We're drinking Sauvignon Blanc in the living room, and we were inspired to create this podcast because... I've been single for about a year now, and I embarked on this journey with my very good friend from high school, Danny, and we have together experienced a lot of challenging things in the last year, embarking in dating in San Francisco, so. Yeah, it's been a true adventure. We were inspired to create the pod, and so for our first episode, we want to get into the question of why is it a post-apocalyptic hellscape, and we also want to answer the question, how, which we answer with our daily lives. So, yes. to get started, we were talking today about, you know, why is it so bad in San Francisco? Why? Like, definitely worse than other cities. Yeah. Like, the worst. Yeah, like, I lived in Denver for a month this year, and it was so fucking easy. Like, everyone, there were so many guys around. They were really nice. They were interested. And here, I felt like, when I first started dating, I was like, this is going to be so fucking easy, because everyone's, like, smart and interesting, and I'm going to be interested in a lot of guys, and... It's going to go, it's going to be easy to find someone. Yeah. And boy, was I fucking wrong. Yeah. Everyone is just like the worst, (laughs) the actual worst. And it doesn't make any sense. So why do you think that is? My, my theory is that this is a, this is like attracts a lot of, new money people it attracts a lot of people that you know are developers or they're in tech and I think that these are people who didn't get laid in high school and are now having like revenge sex with women (laughs) just like every every time they have sex it's revenge sex yeah every every time they yeah they're just like Fuck you for not fucking me in high school. Oh, now I'm God. fucking you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bitch. <laughs> that's their thought pro- That's what I imagine their thought process is. But no one's called you bitch recently in bed, right? No. Not, no. Because I had that one guy. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, you like that, you fucking bitch. <laughs> Yeah. It's just lovely. It's so... Yeah, that was the best. Romantic. I love it. I just love it when someone (laughs) calls me a bitch while they're inside of me without ever asking permission. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I I like being called a bitch, but, like, only if we talked about it before. Mm Mm-hmm. And you asked. Pre-approved bitch. Pre-approved bitch usage. Um, have you... Have you noticed, like... Based on people's jobs, like, do, can you predict, like, how horrible they will be to date? Mmm. Trying to think. Because I, I feel like the lawyers I've dated have been insufferable as a group. 
They've seemed really bad. Yeah. I personally haven't dated a lawyer, but hearing you <laughs> share your stories has made me, like, very wary of lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. I've only... God, I'm trying to think. I think... I, no, like, I'm dating now. No, I'm, now I'm dating people not in tech. But in the past, I've only dated men in tech. <laughs> Pretty much. Wait, should we go through the recent jobs of the guys you've dated? Tugboat captain. Uh, oh, yeah. Puppeteer. Yeah. This is my... I was doing so terribly. My new strategy was just, like, really branch out. Just, like, not be judgmental. Just be, like, really open to the idea of love. And it has not <laughs> worked out. It's actually been worse since I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, trying to date people you would normally, like, write off? Or yeah. What? Normally, I'd be like, oh, no way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's been a tugboat captain. Like, uh, his actual job. He's actually a pirate. So just imagine <laughs> he has, like, one ear piercing. And the night we met him, he... Was dressed as a fucking he pirate. He was dressed as a fucking pirate. <laughs> and then we were like, well, he was in costume. He's not always going to look oh, like that. But that's he, how he is. He literally <laughs> always looked like a pirate. It's like It was like he wore, like, uh, I guess, like... A blousey shirt, which is not the norm. And then it was, like, his own jacket from captain school. Yeah. He went to some fancy... He was, like, yeah. very proud of whatever school he went to. Like Maritime camp, Academy, something. Something like some that. Shit. Whatever. He, it was, like, his actual jacket from that. His actual pants that he wears all the time. And, yeah, his ear piercing is real. Oh, my God. on pirate. Um, so... That was the shirt show. Then... Oh, then I, uh, a puppeteer was another one. Yeah, the puppeteer. He who, was very sweet. He just wasn't, a, I don't like his face. Um, remember when he, you wanted to fuck him and he said that he does his best doodles when he's drunk so oh, yeah. he should go home? And he used the word doodles. <laughs> he said like, wait, tell us what he said to you when you guys were drunk and you were like, so. Yeah, I was like, so, like, please take me home. Time of the night. And that's, like, my best move. It normally works. <laughs> and uh, he was, like, so I know this is going to sound weird, but I, like, really want to get home and, like, draw. I do my best doodles at night. I fucking can't. Yeah. He was, like, I know it sounds weird, but it's true. I just, I do my best doodles at night. Oh, my God. Could not. Ugh. Yeah. He, he, uh, he did not want to fuck me. Um, but he was nice. And his, he was a nice his guy. I mean, were, were good. They were good doodles. Yeah, they were good. He was just like extremely unattractive. Yeah, he had like he had like one of those faces like on that Seinfeld episode where like in different lighting, <laughs> like people looking different. That's what it was. I didn't think it was a real thing, but it is. It's a real thing. <laughs> Like, my opinion of him and his attractiveness would, like, radically shift throughout the course of the night, depending on where we were sitting. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Uh, why do you think dating is so bad here? What's your theory? Um, my theory is that everyone is, like, so obsessed with work, right? Like, you go out to bars and people who are just meeting you are asking you, like, what do you do? I don't know. I I just feel like I never live up to people's standards, and I feel like that 
it has a lot to do with people wanting to like be the most successful and be and like they're just so obsessed with like their image Mm -hmm. and I don't know I mean I've never I've like always felt like I wasn't enough for people here so I've been dating a lot of like doctors lawyers venture capitalists and like they just (laughs) I don't know I'm I guess I just think they're I'm just not good enough and I've I've felt very inadequate here even though um, I try really hard to like be a good partner and be an interesting person to date. And I think I have an interesting life and I'm an interesting person, but I've just never felt like I was enough for these dudes, hmm. even though I don't feel like they're more interesting or more attractive or a better partner than I am. They're not. That's a thing. But that's the thing, guys. I think that whole, like that attitude of like being obsessed with like your image and your career, like, I don't think that's so specific to San Francisco. Like, I feel like New York is like that. I really think the difference is, I think it's like San Francisco is kind of like the new frontier. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, it's new people having access to like money and power that like didn't maybe think they would have that before. Yeah. And I think, I think, I honestly get the feeling that a lot of these guys are like testing out how far they can go like they don't uh, know what level of hotness they can get to that makes sense and they're kind of like oh i think i could do better i think they don't know what their limit is whereas like in new york i feel like the like structure like the levels there are clearly defined right. you know where you're at you know yeah. who you're gonna be fucking and there's no question about it yeah you know because they've had models there forever they've had <laughs> rich you know finance bros there forever yeah things have kind of been the dust has settled Mm -hmm. here it's like the wild west people are like it's all for the taking and just there's just like so many man children here like i've had this conversation with several guys i've been i've dated who are like in their you know late or earlier like mid or late 30s and i'm like dude like you're gonna be 40 like what's your plan? Like, cause we're basically just hooking up and, uh, you know, I, they don't seem to be interested in dating anyone, let alone me. And I'm just like, what's your plan? Like, what are you going to do? You're not going to be hot that you have five years left of like being attractive. Like what's your plan? And literally that lawyer said to me in five years, I'm going to have twice as much money. Uh, so I'll just be able to get whatever I want. Uh, the old one or the newer one? The newer lawyer. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. I know. And then the other guy, the anesthesiologist, he was like, I said the same thing to him, and he was like, he was like, I don't know, I'll just buy them a bag or something. Buy them a bag? Like, buy them, like, a purse. To get them to... To fuck him. But I was like, you're not gonna be... I was like, you're... He's... What? He was like... I think he's 38, and I was like, dude... You're going to be old. Like, what are you going to do? You're not going to have girls just, like, coming over and hooking up with they you. They literally think that, though. Yeah. They think they could, like, if they hold out enough and they, like, make a little bit more money, they could, like, date a model. I can't believe that Lawyer 2.0 thinks that in five years he's going to have twice as much money. That actually doesn't make sense. So, he works at the same firm as my friend. Yeah. My friend um, didn't even know who he was. So it can't be that big of a deal. No. 
And I know she does really well there. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, how is he going to make twice as much money? That doesn't make any sense. But the conversations like that are what blow my mind about, like... Yeah, because I pretty much, like, resorted to just... Right now, I have, like, a rotation, a rotation of, like, you know, what, six hookups? Mm-hmm. And just kind of rotate them in and out as necessary. Mm-hmm. But all of them, like, see nothing wrong with it. Like, I just thought at this stage of my life, you know, I'm 28, that there wouldn't be such a cornucopia of men who completely expect and completely want to just have like hookups yeah and I don't I I don't really know like you know are they trying to date elsewhere like are they trying to find someone else who they really want to date and like be serious with and just like fucking with me but like they really seem like they don't want anything yeah I mean it's like our our roommate we live with another roommate we found on craigslist (laughs) Um, and it's been illuminating just oh, watching him so true. date. He's like, what, four years year older than us? I think he's like 34. No, no 32. he's like 32, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he that's what he does. He's date, <coughs> date, <coughs> oh my god, I'm choking on my edible. <laughs> uh, um, he is like dating like at least, <coughs> at least two, <coughs> oh fuck. Oh my god. Two or three girls at a time. Yeah, and he'll be like on, he'll go very casually like once a week, if at all. Yeah. And then at at about the three month mark, he breaks up with them. And they always like, are like, so like, what are we? Or like kind of trying to move things along. And he always acts like it's crazy that they're doing that. Yeah, he doesn't understand. He brought one girl to Home Depot. Oh, yeah. And met her her sister (laughs) and was surprised she thought they were dating. No, it's fucking (laughs) nuts. It's fucking nuts. (laughs) Like, it just... It makes zero sense. And, okay, also these girls are, like, very attractive. Very attractive women. Like, there's... Like they and they, I mean, I've talked to them briefly in the hallway, but they're very. Hot. They seem cool. Like they, they seem super nice. And yeah, lovely. they seem totally normal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. And then we, when we turned on girls on our Tinder, it was like everyone was so hot. Like what? Everyone is so hot. The women here are so hot. Like, is that our problem? Yeah, that was the other thing I was thinking about. There's too many hot girls. Yeah. Why are they hot? I mean, it's, like, a struggle to live here. Like, you shouldn't be that hot. Like, you should be kind of ugly. Move to L.A. if you're that hot. Exactly. Like, if you're going to be a smoke show, like, don't. Just don't come here. Like, we don't want you. Yeah. You're not welcome here. This is a place to hide in the fog and the clouds. Exactly. Like, I have zits and no one knows because it's, like, dark and foggy and cold. Yeah. Don't be here. Yeah. Move somewhere else. You're just not wanted. It's insane. But yeah, but then, yeah, there's like, I was trying to find articles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. For my theory. And I could not find this one I was thinking of, which I swear I will find at some point because it was like, made me vomit and have diarrhea at the same time. It was so awful. But it's it, like, perfectly encapsulated what's wrong 
with this town. Um, but I found this article was like this dude basically saying and doing like a statistical analysis of like the attractiveness of women in San Francisco and about how the fact that there's more men than women means men end up dating less attractive women than they should. Which Wait, but blows that, my that mind. Doesn't, that doesn't support your theory at all. No, as I'm saying, I, yeah, it doesn't. I'm not saying it supports my theory. Oh. I'm just saying I still think my theory is right, but I think <laughs> men have this like very screwed up per- perception of like they don't see reality. Yeah. I've I've actually heard multiple men make comments along the lines of there's not enough hot women here. And like the guys saying it are like not they're less attractive than me. <laughs> so that so the first one the first guy I dated when I became single, the software engineer that we hated. Oh my god, he, he was the fucking worst. Yeah. Truly. He so he said like he so I was like fresh on the apps. He was my very first internet date ever. And I, he basically said to me, like, I don't want you to find this out, but dating for women is very easy in San Francisco. And, like, you know, we should just basically lock... He, like, wanted to lock it down because he was, like... He had that attitude. So, like, coming into dating, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, world's my oyster, you know? We yeah. can do whatever we want. And then that turned out to not be true at all. No. And that guy... Locked you down. I know. But continued to... Yeah, he said other people. This was a fucking horror story. My very first... So I was, you know, taken for six years. And the very first person I dated in San Francisco, I met on Hinge. And he was my very first internet date ever. And we, uh, you know, started dating. And he, like, was really into me. And was like... Saw that I, so we, remember when we used to like workshop our dating profiles when we yes. go out? So I like changed a picture on my hinge and he called me out on it and was like, hey, so I'm just, I went to show my friend your hinge profile because I was talking about you and I was really, you know, taken aback that you were editing it. And so I'm just worried that you're like still out there like dating other people. And I was like, well, actually I haven't been on any other you know, dates and being newly single and, you know, really naive. I was just like, I'll delete, I'll delete my dating profiles. And so I deleted all my dating profiles, became exclusive with him. And he was fucking someone else at his work the entire time. Yeah. So that was like my intro into dating. And And then when she called him out on it, had the balls to like deny it. Yeah. He lied (laughs) to me and I, um, I found out because, this is so San Francisco, <laughs> his phone obviously had a passcode, but his Apple Watch was unlocked, and I literally went through his Apple Watch, and the first text from this girl... Wait, you you didn't do this unprompted, you'd been... No, get, I had clued, been... Given someone told me... Yeah. So actually, my brother found out, and I called him out, and he denied it, and but I just had a feeling he was lying, and then I went through his Apple Watch... And the first text from this fucking girl was, I'm so sore from, like, last night. And it was, like, two days ago. I can't, like, imagine a more brutal thing to read than that. It was, (laughs) I was, I flipped out. And it was, like, the morning after, like, it was, like, the morning and we were gonna, like, we had, like, plans that night. We had dinner reservations at Kakari, like, this really nice restaurant. 
and you know we had just woken up and I completely flipped out on him and I was like I think I was like you are a sociopath like what the fuck and he just like had nothing to say and wasn't even apologetic he's totally on the spectrum like I've dated so many guys here on the spectrum yeah you have yeah I think that's that's it they think that there's like there's like a better option out there and then I feel like it just gets to a point where they're like have you you know that like avocado banana theory about men no oh my god so it's it's from man repeller that like fashion site I don't know like fashion site kind of random um but it was like the most brilliant thing I've ever heard (laughs) so it was that this idea that like women are like bananas and men are like avocados so that in terms of marriage so like women are like very apparent like where they're at in their life and like when they're ready for marriage it's like very transparent well men like an avocado like a banana you see it brown and you're like oh it's rotten or this is good to eat avocado you can't really tell and it's like so like hard and inedible for the longest time oh and then there's like God. a day window where that it's ripe so and funny. after that it's rotten and you cannot <laughs> see it from the outside wait whose theory is that that's amazing it's this woman she i don't want my phone i would look it up but it's yeah look it's on man repeller that's incredible and it's just so accurate yeah. That's what that's what it is. These like men think they're a better option. They're an unripe avocado. Totally. So one day they're gonna decide they're ripe and it's literally like the closest woman there. That's how I've always felt is like it's just you have to be at the right place at the right time. That's it. And then if they if that window, like for whatever reason that woman rejects them, then they become an overripe avocado. Which I've heard this is what happens when you start like dating mid thirties. I mean thirties and they're not oh, whatever. Well, apparently, like, when you're older and dating, you start to encounter men who are, like, talking about marriage on the first date. And they're, like, That happens to desperate. me all the time. And then they don't, they don't want to date me. I'm never... This bewilders me. I feel like we get very different men. Like, some of the things that happen to you have never... I literally always have... Okay, so... I read this great book. Actually, I'm still reading it. It's by Wendy Newman, who is, she's like a dating expert in San Francisco. And long story short, she was actually my couples counselor for one session. She said this really, it was really interesting thing that stuck with me because she said that men would do that to her too. And she said that like, um, she didn't realize it at first, but men will like, try things on when they're dating with you like they'll try to envision their future with you even and they'll talk out loud about it even if they don't have any intention of ever being with you so much sense yeah brilliant I know yeah so because for me every time a guy like the current lawyer from you know the Mm -hmm. one last night that we hang out with is a sociopath he um he when we first met the day after we met we were talking about something oh we were talking about how i gave him a, <laughs> a blowjob and then he came oh <laughs> i gave him a blowjob and then i panicked and i didn't want to swallow his cum and i accidentally shot his cum in his face and he hit himself in the face with his cum but we were talking about that and he was like oh it's going to be a great story for our wedding like joking around 
But to me, I was like, oh, this guy's, like, super into me. Like, he's joking about our wedding. Like, he wants to date. And then it became extremely apparent that he had no intention of dating me whatsoever after I fucked him. And he just wants to hook up. And, like, but even him, like, and when I, you know, when we went on on that date, mm-hmm. or we went on one date, and he was just, like, talking about meeting my family, like... Like, you know, he was talking about how he didn't want to live in a bed, one bedroom by himself anymore. And he was like, well, your, your brother and I should, like, move in together. And then I get to see you all the time. This guy literally, like, booty calls me once a week. And that's, like, the extent of our our relationship now. But he said all of this stuff in the beginning. And it made me, like, really think. I was like, he oh, also he wants to take me. you out on an actual date. Yeah. And the... F- the because he wanted he... to fuck me. That's insane. Yeah. I don't... That makes so much sense. I need yeah. to read that book. Oh, it's great. It's called 20... 121 First Dates. I need to read that. That makes so much sense. Um, but I haven't... Yeah, I don't really get people saying that to me. The only they times... They say it to me all the fucking time. The only times people say stuff like that to me... They're, like, actually invested in me. Which would make sense. Yeah. Maybe it's because I date sociopaths and you don't. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I feel like my issue is that I'm used to these, like, straightforward... I mean, I've only had two of them. (laughs) That's all I know. Is these, like, very straightforward, upfront people that are like I'm into you and it's real and I'm being straightforward and so now I feel like I'm in this like weird ambiguous gray area where like men are very like meh about me they're just like maybe that's how I felt with like everyone I've dated they're just like maybe I feel like they're really into me for like three dates and then I fuck them and then they're like eh, I'm not even gonna text you back for like a day yeah 24 hours I yeah, mine don't even pretend to be into me. They're just meh from the get go, and I am just like my gut is like don't talk to them anymore. They're not into you. But I did that for too long, and I just like didn't get laid <laughs> forever. Yeah, I like try too hard, and even when they basically indicate to me that they're not interested, I still text them and like try to keep it going because it's like. I don't know if it's my pride or what, but I just, I, like, can't let things go. And especially if I fucked them. Like, once I've had sex with someone, I, like, try to keep them around for as long as possible, even if I know I don't like them very much. Or, you know, I just, I, I think it's, like, a pride thing. It's like, well, you fucked me. Like, why don't you want to, like, hang around? And then that makes me feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> is this a depressing podcast? I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I don't really... I have a hard time getting them to stick around even to, like, have sex with me. <laughs> They're just, like... Which is, like, mine... Okay, like... <laughs> I'm not unattractive. No, I would say you I'm you above... of an angel. I'm above average attractive. I'm not, like, hot, but I'm above average. I would say. I agree. And so I should be, I feel like I should be doing better than I am. And people, yeah, like, like I get these men, I hook up with them and they're very like, I like, 
ask like the bare minimum of them like come over and fuck me respond to my texts when I want you to fuck me and they won't do it and I just am like how much pussy are you getting that you're like turning this down yeah there's I couldn't make it easier for you there's no bigger like blow to the ego than someone not responding to like your you up text right yeah that's yeah that's that's a fucking blow yeah you don't need to fucking date me just fuck me literally and they're like nah like here's a warm hole for you whenever oh. you want. Oh. And they say no. I I've heard that like some people when they're like talking dirty will say you're just a warm hole. Oh yeah. That's uh that's I, like an S and M thing. I really hate that. No one said I'm <laughs> uh, my ex used to that it was a thing and he's like I can use your holes however I want. Ew. <laughs> I love it though. Yeah. All right. Should we try to end this on a positive note? Like try to say something we're hopeful for or, um, you know, not try to be so negative? Uh, I am going to attempt to go on a blind date, like an old school blind date. And I feel optimistic about it because... There's a man like proactively yeah, asking true. his friends to be set up. Do you think he's an overripe avocado? He might be an overripe avocado. Mm-hmm. He might be. Well, see, I truly know nothing about him. I don't know how old he is. I don't know what he does. No one knows what he looks like. Like, it's like old school 90s rom com blind date situation. I love that. I want to do that. Well, apparently, you just like get to this age and like act like sad and desperate enough people like <laughs> set you up with people <laughs> I <knew that. laughs> I don't really have anything hope hopeful in terms of dating coming down the pipeline but I think in general I still despite like the title of this podcast and the general tenor of which we talk about dating I feel hopeful about it and I feel like I'm gonna find that person and I'm very open to it one thing that I tell myself, because it's like dating has been really hard, is I say, um, you know, you just have to find one person. Like, that's all, you know, and yeah, you, it seems so daunting because it's like, it keeps not working out and it's like, it's just, there's just, all you have to do is find one and there's just one person and then you'll be good. And so that to me makes it seem more palatable and more hopeful. Because it is a little daunting. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Listener is not there. <laughs> I don't know how to end this. Uh, next time on the pod, we're going to have a friend of the pod. Oh, who has some great stories. Yeah. Who's also beautiful, smart, oh, like, like actually one of the coolest like people I know. Such a fucking catch. Yeah, she's great. Anyway. Oh, God. And we have a great... We have a good story. I wonder if she'll talk about our roommate. She will. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. (laughs) And have a great day.